Merry Christmas, Geek fans. Today we're talking Spider-Man trailer and Santa Claus in comics. This episode of The Raving Geeks. Hey, Geek fans, this is Ben Solis. Kelsey Cavazos. Noah Bayshore. And Jordan Hermony. And we are The Raving Geeks. Guys, we are recording live in our last episode of 2016. Uh, it is also the final episode with uh, a, a not a founding geek, but a, a should be, should be on our wall of, of founding geeks. Uh, Kelsey's last episode. She's graduating. I am. I'm doing the thing. So she Finally. Is, she's going bye bye, and it's gonna be a sad episode. But we're gonna power through it because we got a lot of cool stuff. This is our de facto Christmas episode. Yeah. So we're gonna talk about some Santa Claus stuff. We're going to say our goodbyes, not only Kelsey, but also to Jordan, who yes. will be back, but she's going to Russia for, for a semester. For a hot second, yeah. For a minute. Which is pretty cool. And then we will also talk about Santa Claus. Santa Claus. Santa Claus. But before that... Is he like Beetlejuice, so you have to say it three times? Yeah, and if we do, it might not turn out so well. You um, know, It's not um, like the happy Santa on Christmas. It's like a demonic Krampus? Santa. It's Krampus. Yeah, it's Krampus. Yeah. It's Krampus Claus. Yeah. through that door. He yeah. and I are pals, actually. So you and Krampus? Fine. Yeah. Good. We party together. Pretty chill. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Yeah, he's not, that, not, not a bad guy, actually. He's a good guy. Yeah. Brings a lot of beer to the party. Yeah. yeah. Misunderstood. Yeah. Chips. Soda pop. Maybe. I don't know. But what I do know <laughs> is that Spider-Man trailer has dropped... Spider-Man Homecoming is not only a thing, but it looks pretty freaking good, too. Yeah, it does. And no one in this room is more amped about this than our newest recruit, little Noah Bayshore. So, Noah, this is your ch- chance to shine, man. What do you have to say about this amazing trailer? First of all, I don't think you'll ever find a bigger fan of Spider-Man than myself. Malachi Barrett is listening, and he's going to fight you. But I almost, okay. I honestly think that you I might see that. you might be a bigger fan than he is. So let's let's hear what you thought of this trailer, man. This trailer, might I say, was amazing, spectacular, and quite frankly, the ultimate. So all the all the uh, adjectives, all that, the adjectives, all yeah. the adjectives that Stanley would put on a Spider-Man yeah. comic. Honestly, like I, this trailer, I think like has gotten me so excited, like way more excited than I've ever been for like any other Spider-Man movie to date honestly because I followed all of them since I was a kid like since I had access to the internet all over that crap you know uh and there's like so much that was revealed in this trailer that we we had no idea about the the story on this has been like locked tight yeah we like there there's there's been rumors about certain things about certain characters but nothing like definitive has been like released about the synopsis or, or anything uh but yeah like uh what 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 did you guys take away from it? Like, what was your vibe from it? Well, uh, as not a huge Spider-Man fan, like I've had this fight with like you guys on this on this show a lot. You know, yep. I, I just I don't get it. I don't get Spider-Man. I don't get Spider-Man. I think the way that people like really glom onto Spider-Man. You know what I mean? So I'm ambivalent to any Spider like franchise whatsoever. Yada yada. But this is really freaking cool. I so thought his, his appearance in Civil War was probably one of the most definitive Spider-Man appearances like I've seen Absolutely. in any other medium mm-hmm. outside of comics. Maybe not the the animated series, but well, spectacular Spider-Man. Yeah, I, I don't know if you, but like that was like basically what we got in Civil War, like for sure. But like I get you, I get you. Yeah, it's just hard for me to relate. But this is really cool. I thought the trailer was awesome. I agree with you. It gave us a lot to like kind of chomp on about what the story is going to be about. Absolutely. And I guess I'm just really excited to see it. I am more excited to see this movie than any other Marvel movie that's going to come out next year. I agree. And also, I would say like any DC movie. I mean, like I, I'm super pumped for Justice League, but this is like yeah, 
the next Justice League trailer is going to have to be out of the park if like if it's going to overcome this for me. Personally. Absolutely. Kelsey, Kelsey what do you think? I really enjoyed it. I was like watching it and I was just like super pumped like, yeah, let's keep watching. Like I just want more. I want to watch the whole thing now. I want to see it. But you're going to wait. Eyes. Yeah. I will. Thank you for thank letting me know. Thank you for reminding. <laughs> Jordan, Jordan, what was your take? I'm really interested actually cuz I'm such a sucker for like character development mm-hmm. and like character relationships and stuff. I'm really curious to see how slash if Peter latches onto Tony Stark as like a pseudo father figure because like there was like that whole scene where they were in the car and like Tony goes to open the door and Peter thinks he's going for a hug. And so like I'm really curious to see how that translates because they obviously like you see him for a split second like team up like you see in like the very tail end of the trailer like Iron Man flying and Spider-Man doing a little web thing like Mm -hmm. zipping around and I'm interested to see if that becomes one of their two foils like as in like Tony sees Peter as like this like very super smart son that like he never had a chance to have and so like he cares for him and like Peter maybe like in his hubris does that like you're not my real dad like something (laughs) happens to Tony Stark and then he's like okay maybe you can be my pretend dad and like I'm kind of interested to see that there uh even though I am personally not a fan at all of Iron Man and I hate Robert Downey Jr.'s impersonate or like playing of him. What? I'm not gonna say okay. Hate's a pretty strong word. Hate's a strong word. Hate's, hate's a, strong hate's a word. real the strongest. You can dislike word. him, but like. okay. That's why I like drew out that hate because I was like, yeah, do I really hate hate? But I guess I'm indifferent. You're strong dislike. All right. Because I, I feel like everybody just like went nuts over like Tony Stark, like over like Robert Downey Jr.'s Iron Man, and to me it was like, meh. Like, Hipster, yeah. sorry. Oh, wow. God, a little something in my throat. Yeah, that, <laughs> says the person who has a braided headband, purple blue hair, and triangle earrings. They're crystals. I got nothing. They're yeah, crystals. you got nothing. <laughs> um, it's funny that you said that about about those two characters, because actually that scene reminded me of um, JD and Dr. Cox from Scrubs, like, so much. Yeah. Like, and I was just like, I like that. Also, MGMT's kids as the like background Such music. A perfect choice. Like yeah. it was a really good choice. I did appreciate that. I have Spider Man's never been my favorite, but I've never like disliked him. Yeah. He's just kind of been like there for me. Um, kinda like Thor, how like I don't hate Thor, but he's just kinda like there. It's like, oh, I'll go see it. But I'm actually I'm I'm pretty interested. Uh I don't think I'm as pumped as you guys, but I'll definitely like go and see this film. Um and I'm really curious to figure out who all the female characters are in this movie mm-hmm. because I don't think Zendaya is Mary Jane. Yeah, that's one of the big like reveals is like Zendaya is like for sure not Mary Jane. Which is kind of a bummer. I looked it actually. up on IMDB yeah. and her name is just Michelle. Michelle. Yeah. Interesting. So like I'm curious to see like where our like heart of our female Spider Man characters are. Like, uh, I don't know, your Gwen Stacy or your Zendaya or whatever. Because there was, like, that huge backlash really long time ago. I shouldn't say really long time ago. I forgot how long It's pretty ago. recent. Where it was, like, like yeah. they were like, yeah. oh, Zendaya's Mary Jane, and we can't have a black Mary Jane. And I was all kind of, like, latched on. to was like, oh, that'd be like, cool if Zendaya yeah. was, like, Mary Jane. Yeah. But, like, yeah. now she's not, which then makes me wonder if, like, the studio, like, behind the scenes is like, yeah, she's Mary Jane. Nah, we're going to save it because of this backlash. So I'm kind of curious to see how that works out. I don't think that they saved it for the backlash. And in fact, now knowing a little bit more about this story just from this trailer, I mean, I totally agree with you, Noah, and, and Jordan, too, that there's going to probably be this, like, kinship between him and Tony. Yeah. And um, one of the things that I was reading about it was that was really cool is that, you know, our longest perception 
of what Peter Parker's plight as Spider-Man is, is him wrestling with this, obviously this death of his uncle Ben, but also like his responsibility, not only as like, as a, you know, superhero, but like, like a teenager trying to like live his own life and balance his own thing. There's a lot of angst there, right? Mm -hmm. A lot of angst. And it doesn't seem like there's any of that angst here. It feels like his, like, he's more concerned with just like, wow, I'm Spider-Man and this is so much fun. Yeah. You know, and just wants to yeah, be. Yeah, he's like 17 years old. Yeah. He's like, he's the kid that's like, oh my God, I yes. can fly. He, like, just, he just wants to be a superhero so bad, and now he is one. So he's just like relishing the moment. And if they really go with that and then have some kind of weird tragedy at the end, um, I can really see him kind of changing, getting more of that, that angst. And if he does have that angst, that's like the perfect time to fit Mary Jane in. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because it gives, some, gives him hope about something. Um, so I don't. I really don't criticize their their decision to kind of hold off on the Mary Jane thing. But the fact that it's not her and there was a like big to do about it for so yeah. long, that's a little disappointing. It lo- it just kind of looks a little sketchy. I mean, the whole thing is they probably were never going to cast her as Mary Jane in the first place. Probably like they not. probably in their heads, I'm saying they as in like the studios already had like okay, we're looking for this character, but because they never went out and confirmed or denied if she was Mary Jane. There was that speculation. People, people yeah. speculated to the point where they worked themselves into a tizzy that they were like, oh my God, she is Mary Jane. She is Mary Jane because they're not saying anything about it. And it's like, or they're just really trying to keep this under wraps want to give you a nice experience. Yeah. Like, yeah. I don't know. Sometimes a secret's not really a secret. You know what I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. Right. Well, I was... I. I was going to say, I, like, first of all, I think it's really great that he actually looks like he belongs in high school. Like, I'm so tired of them using actors that are way older. Do you know Andrew Garfield was 30? Yeah. Yeah. When he was, like, playing, like, Spider-Man And that's so crazy, because he did not look at... Well, yeah, he didn't look 30, but, like, still, he was was 30 in high school. That'd be like, Ben, that'd be like sending you back to high school. Or college. (laughs) I I mean, you you belong here, though, so, like, you you are here. Like... (laughs) I'm not a misfit anymore. Well... I wouldn't go that far. Yeah. Yeah. But <laughs> I, also, no, I oh. agree because like, you know, that's that's a super important part of it is that you're really getting down now to like the heart of what I think a lot of people think Spider-Man is. Absolutely. And have not been given that Spider-Man yet. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's even for people like me who's just a passing fan. Like I'm I'm like if I see this movie and I really really dig it, like I could honestly see this turning my my opinion on Spider-Man. Like, wow. I could honestly see myself going back wow. and, like, reading Spidey books and, like, enjoying it. Yeah. Oh, hey, wow. Oh, hey, wow. Oh, wow. Malachi's, I also just, like, like, rolling around just like, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> thank you for saying it's finally that. finally happening. I just wanted to comment, too, that because this takes place in New York, I liked how diverse the cast was, even in the small glimpse that mm-hmm. we got of it, where, like, I'm so tired of, like, things being set in, like, New York or especially, like, Detroit and it being, like, you watch the movie and need, like, Goggles, or else you'll go snow blind from how white it is. <laughs> yeah, a lot of white people around. Like, but for real. Okay, well, because I'm from I'm from right outside of Detroit. I'm right. I literally live like 20 minutes outside of Detroit. I worked in Detroit for a time. My stepmom lives in Detroit, so it's like I, I don't like know no Detroit, but I I know it enough that I'm not like an outsider. And like it annoys the ever living god out of me. We're like I was watching Tommy Boy last night, and there's like a scene where they're in Detroit at mm-hmm. like an auto plant, and every single person except for like three people are white. And it all looks really clean too. Yeah, and it's like that's. I mean, Detroit's clean enough, but it's dingy. It's, it's supposed to be a city, man. Yeah, it's yeah. Supposed to be an I mean, urban it's, environment. New it's York's any not clean. city. If you go to Chicago, in certain parts, it's not clean. New York, in certain parts, it's not clean. Like Pittsburgh, in certain parts, is not clean. Like I don't know. So I just really yeah. appreciate the fact that like it doesn't look like we just scooped out of the vanilla dish and yeah. like threw it in like our cast members, except for like 
your one token black character, your one token Asian sure. character. So that's that's really nice to see, which well, even, also might turn me on to see this movie more. So Sure, and even not branching off of that, too, is that, like, I think when people look at big cities, especially for movies in general, whether it's a comic movie or even just, like, something like Tommy Boy, they want to sanitize everything, mm-hmm. you know? It's not even yeah. just, like a, like, a whitewash, but almost like a sanitize situation. They made Detroit look like Manhattan, right? And as long as they don't make all of New York in this movie look like freaking Manhattan, I'm going to be good. Yeah, so. for sure. And just kind of kind of to go back, uh, like how you guys were talking about, like how like there's this relationship between Tony and Peter and like how this movie is exploring who Peter Parker is. And I think this movie is doing that from just what we've seen so far, more so than any other movie has even like, you know, tried to like because I, I would argue that they haven't really. And I think this movie is certainly going into the core of the character. This is from what I've gathered from the trailer and is that's in its essence is a coming-of-age story, pretty much. Like, they, they, there's, like, certain things of dialogue where it's, like, Peter's, like, now I can prove myself. This is him trying to prove himself to Tony Stark that he can be an Avenger, that he can be just as good as everybody else. And it's kind of, like, him doing that, but maybe, from what I've, I'm speculating, in the end he may be, like, I don't need your, uh, you know, acceptance, necessarily. I don't need, you know... Like, honestly, until like the big bad like, like swooped the in, yeah. And yeah. honestly, until like vo- like the big bad swooped in and like the music cut, like I honestly could have read this as some like happy go lucky like coming exactly. of age yeah. like teenage story. That's definitely the vibe like, that we were getting from. Yeah, it. so I am very curious as to whether or not um, like how much of the movie is going to be that and how much of the movie is going to be like your regular like superhero movie because. I don't know. I kind of like it switching it up. Yeah. It worked for Guardians of the Galaxy, switching up that like normal regurgitated superhero feel. And I feel like it's going to work for Spider-Man. It's if- definitely like completely different from anything we've ever seen out of the MCU. It's like straight up like John Hughes 80s teen movie, like all the way around. I mean, except for superhero stuff, you know. Right. But uh, <laughs> if the <laughs> Breakfast Club were the Avengers. Yeah. I mean, yeah. weren't they really, oh, though? Oh, yeah. Kind like, of. Yeah. Aren't they? I mean, Bender was definitely the Hulk. Yeah, for well, sure. Yeah. Bender was the Hulk. I don't know. He kind of has a Tony Stark feel to him, you know? He's kind of like... I yeah, see that. I could see he's that. He's a good sure. guy in his heart, but he's really rough around the edges. Kind of a drunk, maybe. Oh, okay. Yeah. No, no, no. No. Yeah. And then and then Brian, the brain dude, he would be the Hulk, yeah, I yeah. feel like. Because yeah, yeah. he's got that like mild yeah. manner Bruce Banner thing. But he also had rage issues. Yeah, yep. he did. He had yeah. rage issues. Yeah. Holy crap, He brought man. the gun to school, and then uh, yep. they have the jock as Captain America. For sure. Ali Sheedy can be, um, oh God, I don't even know who she could be. She's kind of a Black Widow character. Mm, you don't think so? I guess. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe because she steals stuff a lot. Yeah, no, that's, that's, that's Molly Ringwald. Oh, Ringwald. okay. I'm you. I'm all over the place. Fetus. I, <laughs> you tiny child. I, like, who's I know. Never I seen know the, the Breakfast Club. I know you, the movie. I've seen the Breakfast Club. I just can't like remember like the names of the actors. Were you even alive when Breakfast Club came out? Wow, no, bro. I wasn't even a twinkle all three of in my us father's weren't. eye. <laughs> During the Breakfast Club, a twinkle in my father's Jordan, eye. you weren't alive for it either. I, neither were you. I know that's my point. Neither were you. I don't even think I was. Wow. I think that movie came out like in '84, '85. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's that's a little before my time. Yeah, Jesus, I know, and I'm a dinosaur. Wow, I never really thought about that. Like John Hughes made Avengers before, you know, Avengers. I want to draw that now. Please yeah. do. That'd I be want so that. Cool. Can I get that on a shirt? Can I? I want like either all of the Breakfast Club people in like their normal Breakfast Club poses with like <laughs> the like just small things that like in like symbol them as the Avengers, or I want the Avengers in the Breakfast Club pose. Okay. You can you can take your pick, but okay. I would like that on a shirt, please. So that's your I'll mission. I'll get on that. You're charged with it. The Breakvengers. And I think it's really cool. And the question for me about that is. 
how much of that was Marvel's decision and how much of that was Sony's decision. Um, it's weird here because you've got two studios teaming up to do this, right? Yeah, it's unprecedented. Yeah. It's completely unprecedented, especially the, the, the story of how they got Spider-Man back. It's insane. It's so crazy. It is. It's totally groundbreaking, and it's moving, like, the property wars into, like, a weird new world because I think that they're realizing, like, kind of like how globalization is, right? You cannot exist as isolated studios almost anymore, especially if you're sharing cross properties. Exactly. Yep. Um, and since Marvel has been so formulaic, I got to wonder if this kind of refreshing take on Spider-Man is not only Marvel trying to do a really good Spider-Man movie for once, but Sony <laughs> for, once. for once, you know, because they can do that now. Yeah. But also Sony saying like, well, let's still try and make a cohesive movie. And I will argue, despite despite three, those first two Spider-Man movies were cohesive Good. Are you talking about movies. the Sam yeah, Raimi exactly. ones or the? I'm talking about the Tobey Maguire. Ones. Yeah, 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 Sam yeah, yeah. Raimi. Like Spider-Man yeah. one and two. Yeah, for yeah, sure. yeah, I liked those a lot growing up. Absolutely. I honestly think Spider-Man two, the um, Tobey Maguire one, was probably the most solid Spider-Man movie. It really was. It, for, yeah. absolutely. Like I would argue, like it is. Alfred even, like, Molina's Doc Ock was like perfect, so and it good. scared yep. me as a little yeah. kid. Actually, yeah. it was like so, like actually, like pretty creepy. And, like, the whole, like, him getting his, like, octopus arms, like, oh, that was so terrifying. Yeah, it was a really, like, heartfelt story, too, you know? That's the thing about it is that, like, yeah, Spider-Man always kind of lends itself to heartfelt stories, but, like, having, you know, Doc Ock having someone who he lost, you know, yeah. like, you know, and juxtaposing his, that. His tentacles are almost like his, like, penitence, because, like, he lost his wife, and, like, they were the reason why, and, like, they weren't even under his control totally. How, like, we usually just see him in this cartoonish, like, meh, I'm the bad guy, like... Great. Click, yeah, click, 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 crab claws. But, like, yeah, it was, like, he was, like, a tragic character because, like, even he didn't really have... So, like, he ended up, like, drowning himself in the end to stop, like, yeah. everything else from happening. I don't know. I really actually did enjoy that movie, and I'm probably going to go watch it again after yeah. this. Well, like, uh, speaking go. of villains, we got our first look at Michael Keaton's Vulture. Yes. Mm-hmm. This yeah. is beautiful. Birdman 2. Yeah, right? I know, right? Birdman 2. I think he... This is like a little much, but like I think he just might be the best MCU villain potentially. I think there is that possibility. We the, saw him for three seconds. I know, but just the, <laughs> I'm just gonna throw that out there. Just, we just saw, hear me out. Just hear me out. We saw him for three. Just seconds. Watch him be right though. He is terrifying. He is pretty terrifying. The line, "Don't mess with me, or I'll kill everyone you love and you." Peter Parker's 15 years old. Yeah, yeah. and he looks—he looks like, like he's like and a there's, and old it man. Looks like you know? he's, yeah, he's like an old man, and like there's that scene is like him in a car looking backwards. What if like he straight up kidnaps Peter or something, and is like giving him t- giving him a talk down after like they fight or something after like a like a previous scene. It's like kidnaps him. It's like yeah, don't mess with me, kid, or I'll kill you and everybody you love. That alone is just like, like there's nothing else like that. I think with yeah. the MCU villains, like nothing that that like personal I think surely and that's the thing too is that it, you could argue that maybe some of these villains were not played by some of the best actors yeah. in the world which and then you go back you get Mickey Rourke who's a fantastic actor mm-hmm. was not given a chance because they screwed that movie up yeah um, mm-hmm. you go back and you look at Mads Mikkelsen right and a lot of people thought he got completely screwed over with uh, uh, I can't even remember the name of the villain but I, I know say, it I can't even remember what movie that was it was uh, Doctor Strange Thor- yeah Oh, I didn't see Doctor Strange, so yeah. I I personally boycotted that movie. Oh, but wow. yeah, I, I think I think they will bring him <laughs> back eventually, but like that's like a whole nother thing. Yeah. So that's the thing is that like you know you can't argue that was bad actors because that's ridiculous, it's, right? Yeah. They're just not given a chance to do anything. I really feel like because of who Michael Keaton is, 
and because of his process in acting. And his predilection for bird-based characters. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> for, his, for his base of knowledge already going into this movie, I really think he's going to turn something out. And it really, it's really cool because like, when we think about, obviously, Michael Keaton in the realm of superheroes, one of the almost like maybe second or third, sometimes first on the list of people's Batman portrayals, right? Yeah, yeah no. So yeah, I actually, yeah. I guess it didn't just hit me until now because like I know he was Batman because his Batmans were actually on Netflix for a while. I don't yeah. know if they still are. Um, but yeah, no, he was a good he was, Batman. Yeah. He was fantastic. He really Definitely. was good. I mean, even though I put Affleck ahead of the heap, heap now, like I will always refer to as, you know, him being my second favorite. Man, Christian, sure. Christian Bale's been knocked down on the list. He is a great Bruce Wayne, I though. know. Yeah. Which is crazy. I yeah. mean, I also feel like that was a combination of uh, Tim Burton also doing yeah. those, For sure, too. Like, like he, he lent his hands to, like, yeah. the darkness of mm-hmm. it. Yeah. And, like, even the, like, regular benign stuff was, like, creepy because that's just Tim Burton. Yeah. Right? You know, not even, like, with, like, say, like, just, just Batman. He made, like, the definitive version of Gotham that, like, mm-hmm. there is still, like, you can see that in, like, animated series and, like, movies today. It all carries over. And for he sure. had Prince in his movies, I know, so... I know. I know. That was, like, so solid. I totally I forgot when I rewatched that, like, over the summer, I forgot Prince did the soundtrack for one of them, and he was, like, physically in. They had, like, a Gotham, like, Christmas Day parade, and Prince was on the float, and it was just, like, <laughs> that's prime. That's, yep. that's so prime. But the, the good thing here is that you have that, and you have that lodged in your head, right? Mm-hmm. Michael Keaton, Batman. Now he has a really awesome chance to play a superior villain, you know, in a really awesome way. It's just, I'm just so happy that they picked him. I'd be curious yeah. to see if they would keep him around for a Sinister Six movie or, uh, you know, tie in with Spider Man where they, they do have that. Cause like Sony still wants to do that. Which is stupid in my opinion. I think it could be done very well if given the right creative people behind it. I, I think, think it could be really good. Before you even start casting your actors, I think you need to see like the right script in somebody's yeah. hand. And it needs mm-hmm. to be in the right person's hand. Well, I think hand. since Marvel has creative control, Sony has the final say, but Marvel has complete creative control over like everything Spider-Man right now. Really? I, it's not just this movie? No, yeah. I mean, like, I really thought it was just this like, movie, though. The, 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 the deal is kind of still up in the air, but like where, where everything is right now, they still have creative control. And the idea is it's Homecoming, two more Spider-Man movies, and then he's signed on for three Avengers movies. That's where it's at right now. Cool. But like, it's still like, they're still testing the waters with this deal. But like right now, that's where it's at. But I wouldn't be surprised if, daf- if after Homecoming, Sony's just like, yeah, just go to town. Well, especially if it's if it's mad profitable. Not, oh, even, yeah. not oh, yeah. even just breaking even. Absolutely. But here's the deal. People are going to go to it in droves to see this movie. I even for if, sure. Even if you're like me and you don't you don't really like Spider-Man. You just you got to see it because it's like one of those pinnacle moments. Yeah. Right? If this makes a ton of money, and it will. It will. Sony will be like, Okay, okay, well, what, what else do we got? Exactly. You know? so For I sure. feel like if you're going to make a Sinister Six movie, you it has to land somewhere between... Because we've seen these, like, coming out of nowhere movies and, like, uh, coming out of nowhere team movies. So you have, like, your Guardians of the Galaxy. And then I'm going to... I know Ben's going to hate me, but on, like, your lesser end, you have your Suicide Squad. Where, like, it wasn't... I'm just going to say it wasn't as cohesive. I rewatched that movie, and I like it even better. And Dave and I were talking about this the other day um, with the, the small additions that they made to that movie. If I had to, like, rewatch any of those three movies for pleasure... I would rewatch Suicide Squad a thousand times over. What do you mean? Three? More than Batman like versus Superman. Man of Steel. Yeah. Man of okay. Steel. I'm just saying that, like, if you're gonna, but here's the thing: if you're gonna want to 
endear I'm just talking like the general public sure. general public's probably sure. never heard of Guardians of the Galaxy general no. public no. probably never heard of like the whole like Suicide Squad like thing and general public has probably never heard of the Sinister Six so in terms of endearing a group to people even regardless of what we personally think uh, Suicide Squad was not very well endeared to the public and uh, Guardians no. of the Galaxy was so if you're gonna make a Sinister Six movie you need to I don't want to say Marvelize it and make it all like cutesy funny, but it needs to be something that we haven't really seen before. Yeah. And it needs to be in a way that like we can make people who I can grab my mother off the street and be like, you want to go see Sinister Six? And my mom will walk out of there saying, oh, it was a pretty good movie. Yeah. Like, yeah. 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 So. And that's the thing, too, is that, you know, now that Marvel has hit its stride and then now kind of plateaued. They cannot afford to be putting out lackluster, exactly. you know, not pushing the envelope movies because eventually you get Wonder Woman, you got Justice League, hopefully will be pretty good. Mm-hmm. You get to do something really cool with Aquaman, DC. Cyborg and stuff. Yes, all that yeah. stuff. But like DC could catch up relatively fast if they do enough varied genre movies. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? As yeah. opposed to something that's mostly formulaic and the way it's looking the best of DC's slate is is next year and the year after that. Um, so we'll see. We'll see if Marvel can do it. But uh, aside from the Spidey trailer, which is dope, another trailer dropped very recently within the last couple of days, and it is probably... I'm more way more excited for this than Spider-Man. Call me stupid. You no, guys, no, it's okay. You guys usually do. I'm well, just... Yeah. Well, I mean, just Kelsey. Yeah. I just want to point out your um, SAT word of the day is formulaic. Sure, sure. But he also, someone also said predilection. Predilection? I think, I think that was her. It was Jordan. Yeah. So that trumps mine. No, it's still Ben's SAT okay. day, word of the day. I can use all the SAT words I want, but it's yeah. Ben's day. So. Fair enough. But what we're talking about <laughs> here specifically, guys, is War for the Planet of the Apes. All right? I'm a huge fan of these Planet of the Apes movies in general. I have all the original six at home, right? And, like, just gaga for all of this, right? The new ones are even better. I think the story's really cool. They're focusing on Caesar, which the Caesar parts of the first series were always my favorite. And so this one is kind of like the big guns of this series. It actually shows like the mad war between humans and apes way more than what the other one did. Uh, The last movie, Dawn, which is really cool. You know, Dawn wasn't really supposed to focus on the war. It was, it was like the buildup. It was like this weird period where humans are mostly dead from that virus. And, yeah. you know, they're trying to figure out whether they can coexist. Well, mm-hmm. obviously, if you watch that movie, get the other movie, they can't coexist. Cause it's human, not going to work out. Because human beings suck. True, let's just basically. Get, let's can just say confirm. That. True. As a human being, can confirm. Yeah. Yes. And Gary Oldman was pretty shitty in that movie, too. Yeah. I yeah. didn't like it. I didn't. I didn't like his role. I remember watching it, but I don't remember anything about that movie. It was. That's uh, pretty how unmemorable it was. Um, yeah, was, I'm gonna I'm be just honest. Gonna throw that out there. I remember watching I it, and I remember like bits and pieces of it, but I genuinely do not remember most of that movie. We're talking Dawn, right? Or yeah. You need I, to rewatch it. It was. It was really good. Re- I really liked rewatch it. the two back to back, and you might get something more out of it. It's fair. Yeah. I'm gonna be honest. Never really been a big fan of the series. But you saw oh. the trailer though with us. Yeah. Just a second ago. I did. So as a, as a non-fan, what'd you think? Mm, I don't know. I mean, I might go see it. Is it like hard to latch onto since you've never really yeah, been? Yeah, it's like that yeah. Fan? I mean, it was like a, a decent trailer. Like I'll give it that. But like, just doesn't do it for you. Yeah, I don't know what it is. I just 
the thing about Never these movies is that I think it's a lot more like fan service. It's fan catering. Yeah. Because there's like aspects of that canon that people really wanted to see that never really got touched on. It got glossed over, you know, for like dramatic effect in those first movies. And now we really get to explore this stuff with CGI much better. It's just like, it looks cool. You it even, looks gorgeous. Yeah. You even said that. Yeah. It was like really just finally done. Yeah. Like there's like the, there's like the moment where it's like the little girl riding on the horse. Uh, like behind the orangutan. Yeah. It looks real. It looks so lifelike. It's insane yeah. how far it's come. Like since like the first one, since uh, From those Jumanji looking, like, yeah. you know, from even just like the very beginning from like the Jumanji looking like monkey people because they didn't have like yeah. CGI. And so I don't know, but that that's my last lasting impression of Planet of the Apes. Yeah. And it's interesting too, because I don't think that those original movies were necessarily campy. They had moments of it, but, I mean, they were all serious sci-fi movies. Right, and, like, they have their place in, like, sci-fi history. I'm not knocking them. It's like when you go back and you watch, I I don't even know, like, the original Wonder Woman series with, Mm -hmm. like, Linda Carter. Like, it was campy, but, like, it has its place in, like, nerd history. Yeah, Yeah, for sure. It was important for the time. And these ones just seem way more serious, and I just, I really like that a lot. Absolutely. So, So that dropped. I'm excited for that. I would take that over Spidey any day of the week. Eh. That's because you're lame. I guess so. I'm old and lame. Fact. Thanks. You're welcome. Wonderful. Well, <laughs> uh, that was cheery. Super cheery. We'll hopefully get a little bit more cheery as the episode goes on because, ladies and gentlemen, we're talking Christmas. It's going to be Christmas soon. It's that time of year again. It's Litmus. It's Litmus. Merry <laughs> Litmus 2016. I'm sorry I said that. I'm pretty sure that's actually a statistical test that like you have to do. The Litmus test? It's the Litmus test, yeah. And it just huh. you have to know as many Christmas references no, I, as possible. No, I... I did not pay attention during that part of stats, but that's okay. Wow, uh, she's a journalism major. It's yeah, okay. Yeah, Whatever. we don't. Do I'm that. sorry. Okay, it's not even for stats. It says it's for chemistry. A yeah, litmus oh, test. The paper. A yeah. test for acidity or alkalinity using litmus. Yeah, I know. Yeah, litmus. but that's, that's what's spelled with a U. I'm talking with an A. Litmus. Yeah, litmus. Yeah, you gotta pronounce it because litmus is already a thing. You know what, Jordan? Or you could. This Just isn't very Steve. cheerful. No, no. You're taking away the Christmas yeah. cheer, kid. You guys six- are ganging up on me, so really, <laughs> if anybody's taking away the Christmas cheer, it's y'all. So so when we come back from our commercial <laughs> break, because apparently we need one, we're going to talk about all the times that Santa Claus has appeared in comics, and you'll be surprised on how many times that actually is. So we're going to so take- many. So many times. We're going to take a crisp- a crisp break? A crisp break. <laughs> a crisp break. A crisp, a crisp Kringle? Eat some chips. A crisp Kringle break, and then we'll be right back, guys. So stay in. Hey guys, if you're liking this podcast and others, always check us out on iTunes or SoundCloud where you can download and listen to us and stream us live. You can also check us out at cm-life.com. Be sure to check out our Facebook and our Twitter for more information on podcasts and other entertainment on campus. All right, guys, we're back. And uh, as we mentioned, this is the Merry Christmas episode. We got our cheer back. We're a little bit more cheerful now than we were before. Yeah. But, uh... You say in a grizzled, like, I smoke four packs a day voice. I love Christmas. <laughs> it's a great time of year. Merry Christmas, Frankie Angel. <laughs> By oh, the boy. way, Scrooge is a fantastic movie. Let's just put that out there. Scrooge is great. 
Bill Murray, are you kidding me? Kelsey's looking at me like I've, a deer in I know what you're talking about, but I know what you're talking about, but yeah, I didn't see it. Okay. That, that was one of our Christmas recommendations on the CMU Netflix Club podcast. Which you should listen to as much as this show. Yeah. Because yeah. little Noah's the, the master of that one. That's my baby. That's his baby. Oh. That's his baby. Dude. See, it's weird because like little Noah's our baby. And then his show is his baby. He's big man. Baby's got babies. Don't no. call yourself big man. Okay. <laughs> Please, just... <laughs> I, was, I didn't mean for that to come out as snappy as I that was. I was trying to sound yeah. cool, and you then you just put like, me down. Like, big man. And th- no. No. Jordan, shut that down no. real quick. Because if you think about it, Jordan is his mother. I am Jordan's mother, and you're just kind of here. I'm you're just like Uncle Ben. You're that weird uncle, yeah. But we were, we were actually talking about this, Noah, that like if I'm your Uncle Ben, that means I have to die for you to fully ascend to your hero rank. Oh, my gosh. So, thanks. Thanks. But it's okay. I'm willing to help. But that being said, Christmas is a beautiful time. It's a beautiful time to be a geek because, A, we have movies like Scrooge and things to freak out about. Things are really cool. We get presents. I mean, for us, if we get anything like related to comics for a present, it's really cool. We might be giving some gifts later. Possibly. Possibly. But one of the coolest things is, is just kind of the lore behind Christmas. And it's so cool, too, because we were just talking about this in my class of mine, is that even if you don't adhere to any Christian faith whatsoever, anybody living in America and even around the world practically celebrates Christmas in the same way. And whether that's, you know, the, the commercialization that we put into Christmas or just the fact that it's an old pagan ritual, yeah. you know, of mm-hmm. getting a getting a fir tree and bringing it in. Uh, Christmas touches everybody in a really positive way. And uh, one of the coolest things is is when that translates into comics. Now, according to Comics Fine, Santa has made a total 1,037 appearance in comics since they started publishing comics. Wow. Which is crazy. That sounds like a lot, but maybe not a lot. But I'm going to put this in context for you, right? Mm -hmm. Santa Claus has more single-issue appearances then single-issue headliner appearances, then Superman in both pre- and post-crisis DC canon combined. Jesus. And, I, and I'm talking about just, like, Superman comics, not action okay. or okay. a JLA, yeah. but just, like, in single-issue, Superman by himself, more than Superman has. That's crazy. Wow. It's absolutely nuts. So that just shows you how awesome the mythos of Santa Claus is, you know? Mm-hmm. And so when they do this in, in comics... You know, they either can go really straight with it and have him just be there delivering presents or something. Sometimes they have him interacting with some of the characters. And sometimes it's so obtuse that it's like, Santa, you're freaking me out a little bit. You're getting a little too uh, adult. You're getting a little too violent. Things are weird. I'll tell you why this is. All right. So in DC, his roots have been chronicled by John Constantine which shows that he's, like, this ancient, mystical character. That's so cool. Obviously. Mm-hmm. Well, the fun thing that... Okay, sorry to cut you off. No, no, you Jordan, j- jump right in. No, but I'm saying <laughs> the fun thing with that is, though, is because Santa is not, like... He's a commercial thing. Like, he was created by the Coca-Cola company. He's not, like, an actual, sure. like... Well, there's St. Nick, though. But there is. St. Nicholas, though. There is, but, like, the Santa we know. The Santa, the the white man with the beard, with the... I mean, and if you ask Mall of America, he might not even be white, which is really cool. But anyways, going yes. back... Sorry, Megan Kelly. Sorry, anyways. But, uh, so, we, you know, Sorry. the guy with, like, the red fur coat and the bushy white beard, that's, that's Coca-Cola. Sure. So, yeah. which makes it fun to play with, because he's not... Like, you can't offend anybody, I guess, maybe. I might take that back, because there are people who are offended by some versions of Santa. But you really can't offend anybody when you play around with Santa. I'm offended by your comment. I'm offended well, by damn, the fact ben. that Ben is offended. <laughs> no, that's, that's, a, that's a really good point. And I think that's really cool because they've been able to balance 
especially in the comics thing, as, as I'll, I'll go through it and I'll show you guys, is that they've been able to balance that commercialized version of Santa Claus, which usually takes place almost across the board. In oh, the yeah. Kind of marketing. Right. But they've also gone back to these historical roots and this historical roots of Santa Claus, you know, dating back to like Russia and even before that. And it's like first appearance as a saint in like Turkey and, you know, before Turkey was a country. Um, that's what John Constantine pretty much has chronicled. And there's, an, there's actually a Hellraiser, or not Hellraiser, yeah, Hellblazer, excuse me, uh, comic where he talks about the origins of Santa Claus. Super cool. Uh, moving on, he's been kidnapped and enslaved by the Sealmen, when later saved by the Sandman in, like, one epic brawl, right? Uh-huh. He's been beaten to a pulp by Lobo, right, as he appeared as Chris Crusher Kringle, the, br- <laughs> the brutal dictator of the North Pole. Jesus. Right. Wow. And so he's uh, he's been all over the place. Um, let's not forget, let's not forget his Marvel roots, right? Because Marvel has played with him in different ways than DC. DC played him really straight, but Marvel really marvelized Santa Claus in some really cool ways. First off, you have him being a derivative derivative of Odin, right? Whoa. Being as powerful, as mystical, and as important to the gods as Odin is. That's right? so cool. So there's there's one little hint that where Marvel might have taken this to really cool places. Um, he was a captive of Adolf Hitler, who was later saved by Cat Bucky and Nick Fury. Yeah, right? he was. Because, nice. Because FDR wasn't having that. Nope. FDR was like, hey, yo. You well, gotta how go, could you? You got to go find Santa Claus. The knock. It's a crime against humanity. The knocked before Christmas. <laughs> the before Christmas. Oh, I wonder how that meeting in the war room went down. Like, hey, yeah. Um, so Santa Claus is gone. Guys, we Hitler's got, got to Santa. Santa. So, uh, listen, I feel like if you would have told the Americans that, like, back in, like, actual World War II, it's like, like, yeah, the Germans stole Santa. They'd be like, let's go. Let's yeah. do this. That nuke would have been uh, in, in East, in, in Europe. Yeah. Berlin. Would, 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 would not have been in Japan. Um, but that's really cool. But I think this is the coolest part of it about all this. So, Santa Claus is actually a registered mutant in Cerebro's catalog. Ooh. And he has, he has a level seven speed factor. Right. Wow. And a he, fast grandpa. I mean, he is a fast grandpa, and he's also a level four teleporter whose powers get enhanced when they gets closer to Christmas. Mm. Okay, that's cool. Yep, I so, take that. So, so I he's think a seasonal like, yeah. teleporter. I think in the war between DC and Marvel, Marvel has definitely taken the cake of making you know Santa Claus really cool, and they've actually given him his own Earth. He lives on really? Earth six one six. Okay, which is super funny, and he's like the king of Earth six one six. So, like, Marvel really went some really cool places. But he's been everywhere. He's been everywhere in comics. He's in Mickey Mouse comics. He's in mm-hmm. everything else. And he's got a big job to do. He's got to do it alone. So it's no wonder that we've ascribed all these really cool powers to him. Um, and, you know, you could wade through all of these comics, all these years of canon, and that would be probably be really hard. And that's why I'm happy that I have resources, you know, online resources where we can go. The internet. The internet. Uh, Comics Alliance actually did a really cool two different articles, um, but one of them that they just, I don't think it's recent, but this is the best one, is Top 10 Weird Santa mm-hmm. Appearances in Comics. Now, I'm looking at it right now. I sent that all to you guys. Yes. So let's, uh, let's pull that up so we all can look at that together. Mm-hmm. And I will w- walk you through one by one. Little Noah did not bring his phone. No, my phone is dead. So. Ooh, that's, disc, disc. that's even worse. We'll see if you get Worst? a present now. Worst? <laughs> Santa's returning your present. Yeah. Okay. You getting coal, son. You getting coal. You getting, you getting coal for coal. Christmas. Maybe. So, top ten we'll weird see. Santa appearances in comics. Mm-hmm. So, the first one, which is pretty cool, is a She-Hulk comic, right? Um, whereas, apparently, Santa Claus is the world's greatest detective, 
a man named Nick St. Christopher, who has actually been sent to uh, help She-Hulk prosecute this evil man. And it's funny because the cover actually has dialogue on it on here. And it's like, it's like this man, Nick St. Christopher, he's here to help She-Hulk convict the most maniacal serial killer in all of New York City. See, he's the greatest detective alive. And then she's like, you're kidding me, right? So it's pretty funny. He's got a snazzy little suit on. Digging the plaid. Yeah, he's You forgot the TMs after the names? Yeah, it's true. Nick St. Christopher TM. TM, yeah, yeah. He's got his own legal practice, apparently. Mm -hmm. Um, Then we have Walt Disney's... uh, Walt Disney's. Walt Disney. Walt Disney. (laughs) Colt 45, Walt Disney. I was going to say, I might be interested in that later, (laughs) but... (laughs) Walt Disney's Christmas Parade, all right? This is a DuckTales appearance. Um, Pretty run-of-the-mill. Nothing really spectacular here, but, you know, Santa just comes and hangs out and hangs out with the kids, the nephews, and... uh, You gotta wonder what kind of stuff Santa's seen. Like, he's not even bothered by these anthropomorphic ducks just kind of, like, talking and having a good time. Like, Huey, Dewey, and Louie are there, and he's just like, yeah, whatever. That's not even the strangest thing I think he's come across. I think that Santa's been doing a lot of drugs. and (laughs) He's just like, all right. He's seen it all at this point. And then, then like, the next one, it's him, like, just chilling out with, like, a bunch of, like, forest animals. Exactly. So we're moving on. So uh, aside from the Walt Disney one, we have Dell Comics, and it's just another run-of-the-mill Christmas story. But I think it's really funny because he's like, screw you kids. I hate you kids. I'm going to go hang out with the animals. So he gives all the presents to the animals. I'm going to give all your gifts to the animals. You're going to give our gifts to the animals? No, I would hang out with the animals instead of children. Oh, yeah. I wish there could be like a realistic version of that where he's just like, here, animals, and they're just like, just destroying everything. Here, hey, hey. Next up, we have uh, Superman's Christmas Adventure number one. Uh All right. And if you look at this picture, he basically helps Santa Claus get around. Like his sleigh breaks down. So, you know, Superman, this is like golden age Superman. It's like, I'll help you, Santa. And like, you know, picks up his sleigh. And just like drives it around, flies it through the air. I think well, they do with the funny. reindeer. Oh yeah, that's a good yeah, question. Good where's Where's Rudolph? I think they might have died, guys. <gasps> well, here's also the funny thing: is wasn't Superman created by like a bunch of or like the two like Jewish men? Yeah, yeah. Yep. too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I just think, I think it's kind of like funny slash like weird. I wonder if there's ever been any like Hanukkah like Hanukkah Superman issues. Hanukkah Superman yeah. issues because it's like why would why would Clark Kent not take like you usually create a superhero in your own He's likeness? Judeo Christian. Yeah, yeah, like I don't know. Jewish Superman. Think Maybe on that. We should, we should, if you guys have any instances of, of, you know, Superman or any other characters celebrating Hanukkah. That'd be interesting. That yeah, I'd like, like to know. other holidays aside from Christmas. That'd I'd be like cool. to know. But yeah, no, it's, it's pretty, uh, he, he just, you know, he's hanging out. Uh, this is actually titled, uh, Superman, Re- or Santa Claus Reads the Daily Planet, <laughs> which somehow I doubt. But moving on, we have Images Holiday Special. Now, this is of particular cool importance for me because, obviously, I dig Image Comics a lot. It's kind of my thing. But, um, <sighs> so, about this about this issue. Um, Image decided to be a little controversial here and play with the, um, the Black Peter uh, mythos. Now, if you guys don't know what that is, I don't know if anyone in the room knows what it is. Maybe some listeners do. Black Peter is a really, really racist, like, 
rendition of like one of Santa Santa's helpers. It's like a Norwegian, it's a Nordic thing, right? That's okay. where they they put on the blackface or whatever. Yeah. It's like the black oh. is supposed to symbolize. Well, because like I'm not defending it. Like it's surely, really wrong. I, yeah, but absolutely. like the background behind that, I'm pretty sure I read somewhere it was it's like it's supposed to be like soot from the chimneys like have turned their faces like permanently black. Okay. But like the rest of their body is still like pretty white because they wear like clothes and stuff. So yeah. it it looks really bad. So Black Peter is a pretty racist. Uh, uh, yeah. image. Um, so much so that the UN is actually investigating the use of that character really? as hate speech. Yeah. So, <laughs> Image Comics is what it, Image Comics is. Um, but they were playing with that and like trying to show other weird uh, like sidekicks that Santa has had. And if you look at this picture, there's this luchador. Apparently in this mythos that they're trying to tell that Santa actually had a tag team partner, uh, which was a big luchador who followed him around. Dude, I would read Luchador as Santa. Yeah, Same. seriously. And, or even just Santa with a luchador. Like, I would just even enjoy that, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, here's my Mexican friend. He's going to beat you to a pulp. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Or even just Luchador Santa. Yeah, that yeah, works I too. That. He pulls down, like, the red cap, and there's just, like, eye holes, like, in it, and there's just a little palm on the top of his head. He's just ready. It's what he does in the, uh, in the off season. Now we're ready to rumble. <laughs> yeah. But okay. anyway, so he, apparently this luchador swears, and he's like, nobody beep with Santa wow. Claus, you know? That's and he's like, hardcore luchador. He's like, watch right your there. mouth. Oh, my gosh. Watch your mouth there, luchador. So we have that. Um, this one is actually pretty cool. This is one of my favorite find of all this. So he appeared in JLA 60, right? And this is a, um, is this a Mark Wade story? It is a Mark Wade story. So it's a Mark Wade story. And basically it's like almost like a night before Christmas and plastic man is retelling this story Oh my gosh. and plastic man being the, one of the goofiest justice league characters ever, probably the most like psychotic too, cause he's all over the place. Uh, tells the tale of when Santa Claus joined the justice league. So you can see in this picture, guys, and we're going to post this so you guys at home can watch along with this. He is uh, literally beating the living crap out of, like, satanic-looking mutant elves. Yep. Santa Claus has turned on his own elves just to join the Justice League. Well, I mean, they are kind of demonic. I was going to say, to be fair, those are some pretty creepy elves. Like, I would not yeah. want to work with that. Yeah, but look at that picture of, of Santa Claus, Well, they, he was trying to defeat a demon who is trying to destroy Christmas by giving presents to kids that are... Bad? Bad, not good presents. Does it justify the violence against elves, though? Are they I mean, not? If they're bad elves, then are they not yeah. a protected minority? Yeah, elves it, have rights. You yeah, know? look at their teeth. They're What's Hermione's organization? Spew. Yeah, spew. Oh, yep. spew everybody. Yeah, spew, spew yeah. everybody. <laughs> Just spew. <laughs> uh, that's awesome. So then you know, kind of, you gotta, you know, the two companies that gotta compete, you know, and obviously Marvel Santa is a lot cooler, but um, maybe not a direct Santa appearance. But Marvel had a holiday special too, and Wong. Doctor Strange's, you know, sidekick, one of many of his sidekicks, uh, actually battles a Hydra-created Mecha Santa. Oh, my gosh. I know. It's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. There's the Sandman mentioned, which I, you know, brought up before. He gets kidnapped, fights some Navy SEALs. You know, tons of fun. That's so cool. I want I want that as, like, a Marvel one-shot and just have, like, Benedict Wong from Doctor Strange just fight a giant Mecha Santa. Yeah. I think that would be so funny. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. pretty cool. And so the, the last... But not least, right? Well, actually, it's not the last. Yeah, I, was... I got I got one more after that. But this one is pretty cool. So Robert Kirkman apparently uh, was drawing small small stories for Battle Pope Christmas Pope Tacular. Listen, Battle Pope, 
wild, okay? I read, like, an issue of it. Same dude who makes Walking Dead. Yeah, it's Kirkman. Wild. Yeah. Absolutely wild. So, Battle Pope is pretty cool. So, in this one, he has a Christmas Poptacular, and in this issue, uh, he drew Jesus fighting Santa Claus. Yep. yep. Which is something I've always wanted to see, personally. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) That's brutal. Yeah. It's absolutely that's brutal. That's totally Robert shit. Kirkman, though. And there's just there's just people just huh. watching, like just hanging out, just like yeah, this is cool, dude. My money's on Jesus. Um, I mean, he rose from the dead. Who's to say he can't do it again? He could. Santa's got the weight on him, though. He's got the weight. Yeah. He's got the he's got the teleportation. But if you're fighting somebody who's immortal, he could just turn all the snow into wine. Yeah. yeah. This is true. Just drown Santa. There you go. That's the way I'd want to go. Drown into wine. Drown into wine. Yeah. As Why Santa not? Claus. And then finally, this is probably one of the coolest ones, too, is uh, The Tick, all right? The Tick's big Yule Log special, 1997, okay? So, basically, um, we've, we have this character here who is called Dire Wreath, right? He kind of looks like Grifter from DC Universe, you know? I see it. Um, But basically, he's like a Santa analog, and uh, his whole thing is that he brings Yuletide flora to life. So if you look at this picture, he's like fighting Christmas trees that have now become like, like sentient. Yeah, sentient, sentient, but also angry Christmas trees. They're kind of deranged looking too. Yeah, which is just crazy. I don't. I don't. Looks like Obama snow from Pokemon. Yeah, it's just crazy. Okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So you know, if you want to go find some weird, weird Santa appearances, you know, just go, just go on Comics Alliance. There you go. Yeah. We're giving our pitch to Comics Alliance. Yeah. Let's stay on our pitch first. Yeah. Yeah. Shout out. So, I mean, you know, Santa's everywhere, guys. You know, he may not be here right now, but he's in our hearts. Because that, you know... He sees you when you're sleeping. Which is kind of creepy. He knows when you're awake. He's right here. He's in your heart. He's he's right there. He knows if you've been bad or good. In in my gut. So, be good. (laughs) All them Christmas cookies. So, I'm screwed anyways. Yeah, we're we're done. But you know what the thing is, though? I think if you keep like you know Christmas and Santa in your heart what you have is the spirit of giving right mm-hmm. you know because even if you don't celebrate Christmas even if you don't celebrate you know Christianity and you know Jesus showing up whether he fights Santa or not you always want to just give gifts to the people that you love and you know since Kelsey's gonna be leaving here soon she was really 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 nice and she made us gifts guys I did. She didn't get us gifts. She made them. She made us with gifts. her hands. And I feel really yes. bad because we're not giving her like go away gifts. Me too. I'm gonna buy her some beer tonight. Yeah, there you go. You know, that's a start. Yeah. I can't beer. No, and I can't do that. But yeah, yeah. yeah. But, uh, but I can. So yeah. I'll buy you some beer. I like beer. Right, we're of age. Yeah. But we're this, d- this adults. Is, we're adults. 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 But so Kelsey, what do you, what do you have for us? I feel so honored. Bag of goodies. I feel so. This is just great. You bag of tricks. Do we need to close our eyes? Oh yeah. Yes. Yeah, close your eyes. So, okay. okay, so okay. we're closing our eyes, Podcasting and I guess she's blood. gonna just like put them in front of us, mm-hmm. right? Yep. Hold so on. you know, while she digs them out. I'm oh wait, well, well. We're doing that. Can I just tell a really cute story? Sure, quick? sure. It's actually comics related. Absolutely. So, okay, as you guys know, I'm going away after the semester. Which I will sad. not be back until the fall. So one of my reporters left something on my desk where he wrapped up a bunch of comics that he thought I would like, like uh, some Spider-Man and Deadpool. Um, he 
got me like a Big Trouble in Little China comic. That's awesome. Um, and he left me this really sweet note that was like, Merry Christmas and happy early birthday because my birthday's in February and I won't be here for it. And he was like, yeah. He's like, uh, thank you for just like being my editor and like really instilling like confidence in me and that's being there for awesome. me. That's so cool. It was so cute. I who, literally who almost cried. Who is it? Who, who was it? Mitchell Kukulka. Mitch, if you're out there and you're listening, man, dude, that's awesome. Mad props. Wow, that was a great story. Now open your eyes. <gasps> yes! Oh my god! Oh my gosh! Yes! This is so okay. cool. Okay, so basically, Kelsey's the coolest person oh ever. Oh my god! And uh, she got us candles because you're 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 a, a are you a graphic design or what? What are you specifically? What's your major? <laughs> I'm all things. You're all things. No, my my uh, yeah, my major is broadcasting, but my minor is multimedia design. I do a lot of graphic design for CM Life, obviously, yeah. and. All kinds of weird art on the side, anyways. So that being That's said, so cool. she's she has constantly. Okay, wait. Tell me what's yours, because we all have different ones. Well, I, yeah. I will in a second. She constantly does like really cool. Not only designs for us, she makes shirts, she makes patches. She so has she, an Etsy. She's signal booster Etsy. Yeah, you need to you need to put pump that out. I well, do. It's uh, it's called Spiffy Jiffy Prints. That's cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And she's really good at it. So she she does a lot of cool stuff. So what she did for us guys is she got us like big like prayer candles. Prayer, prayer candles. candles. You know, like with the they got pictures of like the, the Virgin Mary on it. Saints, saints and yeah. stuff. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So she got it, she made us patron saints of comic book them, like characters. So we're gonna go around the room and talk Wait, about what's yours? Because mine's not a comic book character. Okay. So yeah, I don't know what yours is either. So okay, I'll start <laughs> off with mine. Mine is Batman, and he's, like, in, like, a robe, but he's got the utility belt, and it's Bale's Batman, and he's holding a scroll that has his, that has the Nolan bat symbol, and it says, where's Rachel? <laughs> <laughs> Rachel! <laughs> That what it says the patron saint of pretty loud. It's really no, accurate. No, so the, the thing is that on the top it, see. it says Batman patron saint of orphans. Oh my gosh. <laughs> oh my, this is beautiful, Kelsey. Thank you so much. You're very welcome. Okay, Jordan, what's on yours? So, um anybody who's talked to me for more than 5 minutes knows how crazy I am over Quentin Tarantino films. Okay. I'm a huge Quentin Tarantino Let's fan. Let's see it. Turn it and around. mine is Quentin Tarantino <laughs> holding a vial of blood. And it says Quentin Tarantino, patron saint of fake blood makers. And it's him looking very stoic and angry in his usual little Tarantino furrowed brows and holding just like a chemistry vial. I literally have asked her about this for like months and months and months. And she was like, maybe. But now it's so cool to actually be holding it. So yep. that is awesome. OK, so Noah, what's what's the deal, brother? This is amazing. <laughs> Same same deal. It's the candle, but like anybody who knows me knows that I love Spider Man. That's my guy. So she made me uh, the candle, and it's Spider Man, and he's holding an Uncle Ben's uh, rice box. Rice box. <laughs> it says Spider Man, patron saint of nerds. It's so good. That's Thank you so prime. Much. Thank you so, so cool. much, Great. Kelsey. Wow. And it's like the Civil War Spider Man. Yeah, let's let's so see relevant. that. I gotta, yeah, I gotta yeah, take yeah, a look yeah. at that. <laughs> Noah. That's beautiful, That's man. That's so cool. We're handing them to Alex because Alex wants to take a look. Wow. Kelsey, <laughs> honestly, okay, so here's here's the deal. When we started this show, it was just Malachi and I, mm-hmm. and we didn't know crap about the recording process, so Kelsey was our podcast princess at the time. And even mm-hmm. before that, I don't even think, because we didn't have you like as regularly recording us, right? And no, it, I requested it. And you requested it because you really liked our concept of the show. We were, we were kind of loose friends, you know, and you, you wanted to be involved. And so she did, and we started recording, 
And honestly, when she came on, was probably like a season two. I yeah, it was. Say. It was right when you guys started season two. Right, started season two. It was before we even found Tyler and had him on the mic. Mm-hmm. And uh, Malachi and I were just getting such a good rapport that like we were just so so open about getting other people involved, you know. Um, and Kelsey was one of the first people we got involved. You know, we gave her a mic. She wasn't just sitting behind the recording booth, and like almost instantly added so much more to this show. You know, added an element of comic relief and an element of ca- like color and character, and then it just kind of this grew this thing where she was a regu- she was a de facto geek. You know, and coming into this semester, I trusted Jordan with our mantle. I trusted Noah with our mantle, and those were both really good choices. But I gotta tell you, like our bond got even stronger. I think our mm-hmm. rapport got stronger on the mic. I'm just really happy you got involved, Kelsey, and I wish you the best of luck on what you're doing in the future. Me too. I'm, like, so happy I did this. Like, this has been, like, one of those, like, secret little surprises that I never saw coming. Like, I don't know, like, right at the same time I started doing the podcast, I was really, like, disinterested with my major, so I was, like, kind of, like, not super interested in it, but it was, like, not, you know, it was fun. And then you guys like got me interested and you're like you're allowed to talk you can say things and I was like really because I have so much to say you got a voice and I was like ready with some digs and that's how it all started so yeah I mean this this just proves to anyone who's listening out there um you know if you have a cool idea and you want to start a podcast like how Noah did like how me and Malachi did all those all those all those those years years ago Um, these are the possibilities, man. This is the possibilities of being here at Central. It's the possibilities for working at CM Life. You know, if you want to do this and you want to work for the radio station downstairs, there's three different things you can work for in the radio department. It's just really cool, you know. So if you want to get involved, please come up and see us because any idea is a valid idea as long as it doesn't super suck, you know. Yeah, if it super sucks, you got to super get out. As long as you don't suck and the super idea doesn't suck, you know, I I don't know. But it's just, it's so many opportunities, man. And like, there's, there's no, there's no better feeling knowing that you can come in here, sit among friends, talk about stuff that you like and rave a little bit. And that's what we're here for. And so Kelsey, we're going to miss you dearly. And Jordan, you're going to be back. So we're not going to give you a a proper, proper send off, but we're going to miss you like crazy, kid. I won't even be here for you to give me a send-off. I know. You well, won't be here for me to give I know. me a send-off. Well, 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 we could do like a special Jordan episode. Yeah, we could have like <laughs> a reunion. Yeah. Jordan's greatest hits. <laughs> Jordan's greatest hits. <laughs> oh, my God. I think we got enough material for that. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> I don't like that. At least like Skype me from Russia and give me a chance to defend myself before it airs. So what I think we should do, guys, is I think we should all light these after this and, yeah. and take a picture of it for the fine people to see, just so that they're all lit at the same time. Yeah. Wow, dude, this is seriously Mary Litmus. It's lit. <laughs> Mary Litmus. I told you it's lit. And the whole time Noah was like, talking about Spider-Man, and he said something about Uncle Ben, I was like, <laughs> Little does he know. Little does he know Little that Uncle Ben is in my backpack right now, but not in the way he thinks it. Yeah. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> So thank you very much, guys, for joining us throughout the years. We ain't going nowhere. Next semester, Noah and I are going to come kicking out hard. Yeah. We're going to get some good stuff going. And then when I leave at the end of May, Jordan and Noah are going to take it back over when she comes back. Mm -hmm. So I hope that this lives on forever. It might not, but, you know, for the time that we have here, guys, I love it. And as always, you can find us on SoundCloud. You can download us on iTunes on our podcast channel. You can find us on the website at cm-life.com. And we have we have Twitter, we have Facebook, at Raving Geeks. Find us, like us on Facebook. 
And, you know, just follow along. And you, too. You, too, could probably have a podcast one day. Even me? Even you, kid. Even you. Oh, 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 oh. Wow, okay. That, that was, was almost, weird. like, satanic. That sounded more like the Predator than it did No, that Santa was definitely, Claus. like, something from, like, Banjo and Kazooie. Like, that was some, like, N64. <laughs> like, I don't have enough money to have, like, a bad villainous laugh. So, like, oh, 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 Yeah, Ben, oh, thanks oh, for oh, ruining oh, the oh, ending. Oh, you oh, ruined oh. Christmas, Ben. So. Classic Ben. As always, you guys can find us. Same bat time, same bat network. Have a good Christmas, guys. Guys. That's the last one. Oh, I'm going to cry. Ah!